Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman Mate. And I'm Sabria. And thank you guys so, so, so much for uh, tuning in. Um, how was your week? Um, huh. well, next question. Oh yeah, same actually. We actually don't have to talk about life outside of this podcast right now because this podcast is the only great thing happening in life. <laughs> so, Period. Let's just go from there. But seriously, um, we're trying to take care of ourselves. I hope you guys are all trying to take care of yourselves um, too. And with that, let's just get right into phase four. Like, let's just get into let's the bounce, fun stuff. Because this is a this is a very cute phase four. Um, I am constantly always thinking about um, my younger self. Always. Um, because you have to. Didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad. I feel like our generation is more in tune with our younger selves because... I felt like before, you know, us, like with our parents and stuff, I felt like they did not know what it was like to be, um, like they forgot what it was like to be um, a child, a teen, et cetera. And I never want to forget that, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's about remembering who you were. And it's about like nursing those wounds. Like we talked a lot about mothering on this show before, but I feel like it's also, in addition to like mothering yourself, so treating yourself in a, with the same nurture that a mother should treat her child, it mm-hmm. should also be about like looking at how far you've come and just like thinking like, damn, look how like different life is for me now versus how it was back then. And how is my life going to be different in 10 years? Like, so how, like, I don't know. I feel like looking at the past helps you to be more present. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So with that, um, our faith for, um, four words of endearment to our younger self. Um, or if you could say four encouraging things to your younger self, what would um, it be? And did anyone give us this, uh, no, I um actually thought about it myself. Oh, this is a fantastic one. Thank you. Um, so for me, I would say appreciate and love and embrace your body. Hmm. Um I um like in college and even in high school there were certain things I didn't want to I didn't wear or um it was just like I was very even to this day though, I'm like very like, you know, hurt on myself, hurt on my body and stuff. And even when I was quote unquote where I wanted to be, I still didn't appreciate it, which I still get mad at myself for, but you know, you have to move on. Um, I just would want to say that to me, like, don't look at everybody else, appreciate who you are. Exactly. Um, nope. I definitely have something similar on my list. Definitely big on the body. Exactly. And also like that, um, I was like, you know, big on, um, tough love and stuff like that, Mm. um, especially with myself, but it's not, it's, it's, all it does is you, you do with the task, but you are kind of resentful. So none of that, you know, um, abolish tough love. Mm -hmm. Um, also, um, don't be scared to be yourself. Um, it well this this one will transition into the third one I have too but um I felt like I like I was don't get me wrong I was myself I was weird I dressed you know you know however but I wish I was like a little bit crazier um Mm. but I was like you know kind of scared to go um a little like as far as I wanted to I was scared because um I had because of my size and 
also I was scared because um like peers and also doing stuff for the male gaze. So I just was like, you know, um scared to be my full self. Um I just like was myself like I wanna say like maybe seventy-five percent. Right. Um, but yeah, so now that's why it's so important for me to express myself and just do like look how I feel and stuff like that. It's very important to me because I just want to make my younger self proud. Okay, so the third one, it says do not change yourself for a job. So um with that being said, with the my second one, I had um I don't remember when I got Instagram, but like I, my Instagram used to be private. Um, I was very, um, calculative, I guess I would say with the stuff that I post. Um, I, the only, the only place I was like, really like myself and like kooky, crazy, whatever I would say like Tumblr, because at the time Tumblr was like, it was, it felt like it was like a secret place. Like nobody knew like whatever. Um, and I would like, there's so many things, like for instance, I didn't get, um, I didn't get my nose pierced or I didn't like do certain stuff because of mm-hmm. jobs. Like I yep. was trying to make myself, I was shrinking myself to try to fit a mold, you know, for a job. Um, and um, it's crazy because I felt like I did everything right and I still didn't, you know, receive those jobs or the seeing how now, things have shifted like for instance like how freaking like Bretman Rock for example is like wealthy as fuck and he literally built his career on being like a hot mess basically (laughs) (laughs) and um I was always like even at I think up until like that age because he's very young I think he's like 22 23 whatever I was yeah. yeah I was still controlled um up until that age like very like I have to be like I was hell bent on like professionalism, yeah. Um, and I because it like, was it was taught that it would ruin you otherwise. Exactly, and I and I felt I always felt like a constant like battle, and um, I felt like a constant battle and like kind of you know defeated in um some ways like even something simple as the fact that when I worked at Crane Bureau I had to wear fucking jeans I didn't even own jeans and like doing that kind of stuff I'm like oh this is breaking my fucking spirit but I just like would like to say to my younger self that like go with your instinct like be things will work out it will even work out even more if you just be your full self. And that's something I'm still trying to, um, I feel like I am myself more now, um, but I need to let go of like the intimacy, like, you know, fear mm. I have. Um, yeah. I definitely feel like, like you said, even now, some of this advice is like twofold. It's like, I, yeah. I've started to realize that I needed to start doing it, but I still haven't mastered it, like, to this day. I haven't, mm-hmm. yeah, mastered it. This is tough. Um, also, the last one on my list is, um, even though I said um, abolish tough love, the last one is tough it out, things can change. So one thing that I wish I did different was, um, so I didn't stay in New York because it was very expensive it was very expensive and I couldn't stay and I was scared to um do like unconventional things and ask people for help and 
all that stuff. If I could go um back, I would um I would like, you know, tough it out and try a little bit harder. Um, because I see now that things can change. I was just very scared of being stuck. But in hindsight, be taking the safe way is how you can get stuck. Right. Um, right. And if you are a little bit more fearless, that's when you really um, succeed. So I'm learning. I'm trying to um, learn to be fearless and, yeah. just, and just do things. That's so funny. I feel like I got that on my list too, differently. Cause it's it's um, cause like when you are a young, when you're younger, you think you're trying to be um like smart, and um, you trying to be um, you try to be smart and be like, oh um, I'm gonna take like the straight path. Like, and life is not, who said it, Iman? Like, was it Issa Rae, like, saying that life is, like, not a straight pit? It was, like, a, it was like, a VP at Nike. She was saying life's not linear. Exactly. It's not linear. And, like, my even, even now, like, it's so hard for me to get that, like, beat that into my head that, like, life's not linear. Um, but it's true. Okay. So my fave four um, are, the first one being, you were right. I feel like when I was younger, um, not a lot of people, a lot of adults like told me I was wrong and I was like talking back about the things I felt so strongly about. And reality is, it just was a bunch of adults who really didn't value what children had to say. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the things that I said when I was a kid definitely were a little like broad strokes on how life works. But at the very core, some of the things that I was saying were were right. And I can get a little re resentful sometimes because I'm like, I wonder what it would have been like if there was an adult around me who just like nurtured that, you know, and I didn't have to spend like years like questioning and then another year being like, oh, okay. And then following learning more. Like, I feel like years ago, I could have just been clear from that questioning. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so if I could go back, I would say you were right. And most importantly, now when I'm right, I just fucking like own it. And I'm a lot of people be like, you care so much about being right. And I'm like, yeah, because right is right. That's why it's just not about <laughs> opinion. Sometimes, sometimes I'm just correct. And that's it. And you're not going to take that from me. Uh, so I, I also um, would tell myself, don't conform. Like you talked about like body and being fearless. And I felt like when I was a kid, I had to change everything about myself because I didn't see myself anywhere. Yeah. But that's why I'm so big on never getting something like plastic surgery for myself or never getting like changing up, being transparent about like stretch marks and just mistakes because I really see the damage that that can cause mentally not seeing anyone who looks like you. So I'm just like, uh, no, I'm happy. I'm six one because who I, I didn't see anybody like that when I was a kid that wasn't like a model. And again, I didn't have that body type. So I would tell myself don't conform because what makes you different has made you successful. Like that has made me stick out everything from my name to my height. Yep. Um, exactly. I would say practice makes perfect because I used to give up on shit super easy. Like I was on the basketball team, a flop. But the thing is, <laughs> at back then I had no relationship with fitness. And now I do and I actually love playing sports and stuff. Not necessarily basketball, but I'll do tennis. Like I'll try anything. And I'm like, damn, like if I would have just known that when things get hard, you don't give up, you actually keep going. I would have been... Um, 
and just a different position. I did learn it when I was like, what, like 19, 20, not too later down the road. But I just wish that was something I could have told myself as a kid because I always thought I was talentless when in reality, I just gave up too quick. Yeah, I definitely feel that because I was in dance class and stuff and I just quit it because I'm like, nope. Yeah, it was, it got hard and I gave up. And that's why I really be like respecting children like Beyonce who just be working their asses off because <laughs> they it's just something else. Um, also, I would tell myself to embrace my youth because, you know, I think I, I didn't wait until I got like middle age to realize that um, youth, you only get it once. I feel like it started to become very clear to me like this year when I got two years of my 20s pretty much taken away. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Like these times really, really don't stick around forever. Like I'm changing. Like people around me starting to look older. And I just wish I would have really, really um, just understood like the importance of just celebrating my youth. Also with that, I wish I would have just like understood that the way times were when I was a kid isn't going to be how they always are. Like family dynamics and part like the block parties and just things that happen. Like so many of those people have like passed on or like they have their own families now. So we're not able to hang out as much or I'm like working my behind off. And it's just like, okay, cool. I definitely appreciate those moments, but I would have just lived it up a little bit more had I known. But again, that's why now I'm so present because I get it. Like I get that things change family members age like this is life so let me like live it to the fullest and yeah because you go out more now like mm-hmm. you make sure to hang out with people more definitely make i'm like so intentional about those things and like when i'm like not feeling like being around my mom or my dad i do it anyway like honestly a lot of people are just like well why do you you know do that like your mental health i'm like yeah but i know so many people who have lost their parents and the one piece of advice they always give me is don't take mine for granted mm-hmm. so yeah that's just what i would tell my younger self and again i'm still telling myself this shit every day it's not like uh it goes away it just evolves into a more focused like teaching mm-hmm. i feel like Great faith for I felt like that was just the thing I needed to like reflect and see how far I've come. Yay! Woo! So let's do <laughs> a toast for a sis, okay? So we're gonna give a shout to uh the people of color, specifically the black people who took home awards at the Oscars. So I know Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya was one of them with his finest. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! Like how? Also, Chloe Zhao, she became the first uh, woman of woman director. Sorry, I'm the first woman of color to win an Oscar for best director. Wow, right, big things. And I know that we definitely don't give a fuck about like <laughs> award shows and stuff like that. But I just love when the people get what they're supposed to get. No, per that's just it. So I'm actually trying to find the read news because I just deleted the tab. So sorry about that, guys. Dang, I did I wait, let me see if I put in my book bookmarks. Here we are. I got it right up now. So Issa Ray, this is so funny. Issa Ray's radio is releasing a comedy album by The Reed. So The Reed, Crystal, and Kid Fury, uh, they're gonna have like a partnership with Issa Ray, but it's so funny because her radio is called 
Ray Dio, like R A E, like her last name, and I'm like so distracted. Um, but she wrote, "I have been a fan of Crystal and Kid Fury for almost a decade now. The Re has been my weekly comfort food. I can't wait for everyone to experience their brilliant comedic com- commentary in such a specially curated Thomas format." And I agree. Like I've been listening to the Re um, since I've been in college, and I just so authentic like I could I just it's just they really the podcast parents and I'm so happy that they got this opportunity they really are they really I feel like they all of the black podcasters parents whether they want to admit it or not I agree (laughs) I agree shouts to them um so yeah let's get into this tea time we got a really really diverse um <laughs> batch of tea. Like it's just all over the place. I love it. This is my favorite type of tea time. So first we're gonna talk about Top Model because we recently started to rewatch it. Uh we started together and Sabria's going on to other seasons, which is hilarious to witness on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know if y'all be on Twitter watching, but it's very fucking funny. Just a commentary. But um we started out season one and we have decided what, Sabria? That Tyra needs to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, and you know the I tried. The whole cast and crew. You know I tried, Sabria. I was like, Sabria was on Twitter. But I was like, no, Iman, it's really bad. And you was like, but like... <laughs> I was then- like, uh, ask me. Like, always wanting to... Because I want to be correct. So I'm like, let me give the benefit of the doubt. Like, let me see. Because, you know, one thing I was saying was that, like, Tyra was just telling us what she knew. And back then, the industry was very cutthroat. So she was... She technically was preparing them for the industry. That's how I first... Yeah. But the shit she said. No, I'm fashion. She was saying the way you turned around and you was like, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I can I've done I, the first season, I had to turn around and look over my glasses at Sabria probably about eight times. Like, <laughs> what did she just say? Are you kidding me? And Janice Dickerson, oh my God. Skeletor needs to go to federal prison. She really like, do. She it was so bad, and it and she gets worse. Oh, um, <laughs> she gets freaking worse. Um, I just don't understand why they needed to be so well rounded. Like that's what I'm just wondering. I know. Why? I hate that. I hate that. Um, a lot about a lot of stuff, <laughs> like where people like pick a batch of people, and they're like, "Oh, these batch of people, we need to diversify." And also, it's no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> Or, yeah, when they're like, ladies, as a model, you might have to get on a commercial shoot and sell a commercial with just reading the script for 10 minutes. I'm like, why would they book that? Why I hate they that so much. It? They do that on RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff. Why the fuck does a drag queen need to do all that stuff? And it's because they are they are grooming these people so they can make them more money. Um, exactly it's for entertainment which is like honestly would we have been opposed to a modeling show that actually was productive and the challenges were really we were there for the pictures and the drama that all could have been there without the body remarks without the mental abuse and yeah, they like, were mentally abusing those girls they really was and like I um oh my gosh what's I about to say um, I was telling Iman that I don't know if like let me know if any other listeners have watched the show. My mom and I we were watching this show called Face Off on Sci-Fi Channel, and it was about special effects makeup. And when I tell you that was one of the best competition reality shows I've ever seen in my life, because one, it was literally about the special effects makeup. I learned so much. 
people, even though they ran in competition, they helped each other. Um, it was like no like bickering and drama. Like it was literally just like I learned like again, like I said, I learned so much about special effects makeup just because like just from watching the show. And they would like talk about the products and things like that. Um, it was like literally no I knew nothing about the people's personal lives or anything besides the fact that they did special effects makeup or maybe somebody might have had a family member that they passed away and they were like they had passed away and they were like I'm doing this for them like it was no bullshit it was about the art exactly and exactly. I love that me and my mom it, I got it got canceled I don't know why I think cause discover I feel like sci-fi channel is just like they don't be knowing what they're doing but anyway that's another conversation but me and my mom like literally tuned in weekly. Like we watched so many seasons of it too. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about that one comment Tyra made. They like <laughs> ripped this one girl apart about her body, right? Um, and it was hilarious because the girl started crying, and when they were deliberating, Tyra was like, "So, what do you guys think about her meltdown? Do you um, do you think she's weak?" And we're like, "What?" <laughs> How you gonna say do you think somebody's weak because they cry? And also I just sick. love that Tyra would get so overexcited when girls cry, but that bitch stayed crying. On her show on so many shows, I've seen so Tyra cry. Many. Like and then remember when they called her fat, like uh and she had that she came uh on stage. This is when she had the actual Tyra show. Yeah, she, she had the bitch she said, kiss my fat. Just, a lot of people been watching this video of me around the beach and I struggle with depression and I struggle with this and the other. And she's like, y'all can kiss my fat ass. And I hate that she gave white women that. I really do. I really hate that she Damn. gave white women that moment. Cause you know, I ain't gonna lie, I was living when I was 12, but now that I'm older, I'm just like, that makes me cringe so it's hard. So, like, And when I tell y'all it gets worse, like, because I'm, I'm on season three now, the season with Eva. Um, and first of all, it's sometimes you gotta laugh at stuff because it's so ridiculous. It's, it's so you crazy. Have to laugh. So everybody knows on season three, Amanda with the blue eyes, she's legally blind. <laughs> Nigel says, "Who would hire a legally blind model?" <laughs> My jaw on the floor. <laughs> My jaw was on the floor. <laughs> then Janice Dickinson says, you know how I feel about large models. In, no, she said, you know how I feel about large women in couture. Damn. About Takora. But it was so weird because she liked Katara. She liked Takora, but she <laughs> hated the fact that she was plus size. Also, I was reading about like... I'm like deep, I'm like balls deep into this. I'm like on the America's Next Top Model like wiki page and like a lot of shows and stuff have wiki pages and one of the notes on the wiki pages was um, that Takara was eliminated not because she did bad but because they were going to Japan and Japan did not have her size. Um, uh, you know what? That's funny because I really did not feel like Takara uh, leaving made sense because she was killing it. Killing it, killing it, killing yeah, it. I thought she Tyra, did one bad, she did like maybe one standard photo shoot and she was gone. And we were like, what? Yeah, and she Tyra's, ate the, she ate everybody up. Her, even Yaya, the yep. only ones deserved to be the last one standing. And Tyra said the she'd never been more upset about elimination than she was about Tavoris. Um and the thing is, what I can say, Tyra was definitely pulling for the plus size girl, but 
No, we didn't. I don't think we watched. I know we because we watched season one. Joanna had everybody know that Joanna had lost a significant amount of weight before she had came to top model. She lost like fifty pounds, and she um they first of all Nigel was like beautiful face. I just don't like her body, and Damn. I was just like, what? Let's say hit her. You and biscuit she, head nigga, you always talking about women. Right? And when she went to Italy, and you know, Italy likes people to be like smoking cigarettes and like a size zero. And they said that she didn't have a body for to be a couture model. And she was like, I'm already a size two. The thing is, I liked some of, like, if you listen to some of the commentary of the models, they knew that some of the stuff was, like, fucked up. Ridiculous. And I'm, yeah, and I'm so glad that Joanna had stood up for herself. And she was like, and she said that I am not, and this is not disrespecting anybody with eating disorder, but she was like, I, because people try to accuse her of having an eating disorder. And she's like, I, first of all, that was another thing. We watched for the first season. They tried to accuse Elise of having an eating disorder. She didn't. But she was just thin. Then they try to accuse Joanna of having an eating disorder. And then the third season, a model actually did have an eating disorder. But um, Joanna was like, my body is a temple. I'm not going to disrespect it like that. And um, she really stood. She was like, she just was like, okay, I'll like tone. Like, you know, I'll do yoga and like X, Y, Z, all this stuff to like, you know, tone my body. But I'm not losing any more weight. And I'm like. Joanna was a really, I was, I liked her. I was mad that Mercedes didn't want, I ain't gonna lie. But like looking back, Joanna actually was a really great um, choice. And like, honestly, I really am not somebody that'll be like, let's throw Tyra Banks in actual Joe. But cause because I really feel like as toxic as she was, she was only spewing the same hate she was given. It probably was actually worse for her, which is Yeah, said. and I feel but, like that's why but, she mm-hmm. also was obsessed with humbling people. Like if you realize, like if you notice, like especially getting deeper in the seasons and then like the whole fiasco with Tiffany and stuff like that. I think she was so angry that like she, that people like tried to humble her. And as soon as a girl tried to stand up for herself, I mean, yeah, a girl tried to stand up for herself. People would be like, uh-uh. Tyra would be like, uh-uh, cause that's not how it goes. She said, Oh wait, there will be none of that because this is the game. I played it, you play it. Like that's how I exactly. feel like I'm mentality it was. was. Just and she so... could have learned. She could have learned a lot, but I just feel like that. Uh, like watching. And it's it just was, the one thing. I, uh, um, one of the last things I want to say is I absolutely I'm obsessed with watching this because I love the fact that everything that they were taught is so wrong now nobody gives a fuck about how you pose you can Mm -hmm. literally pose weird as hell and be posted on the Savage X Fenty um Instagram and get paid because you're a Fenty ambassador one yes um two Tyra told, I don't know if y'all remember, but I remember her because when they went to Japan, everybody was obsessed with her. This girl, her name was Norelle. I loved her. She was cute. She had big eyes and she had braces and they took her braces off. She had them on for two years. So I bet that's about the time you take braces off anyway. But anyway, um, Tyra was saying that nobody will cast a model with braces. But if anybody remembers that there was this model, I forgot their name. Um, they were popping too. They did like, I think they did Glossier stuff. Like they was doing like high fashion stuff. I forgot their name, but it was, if, if y'all know the model I'm talking about, please let me know. They had braces and that was their thing. Yeah. And that is so funny that, um, that, you know, Tyra said that, um, that nobody would cast a model with braces. I just, they got it all wrong. They got everything wrong. I, 
loved. I, I love it. I love how everything has just been like crushed. Like also, um, and one last, another last thing. Um, Tyra Banks, when you said, when she was like crying about the cellulite thing, she was telling the girls, you know, the season that I'm watching now, um, she was saying that, um, yeah, I struggle with cellulite, like X, Y, Z, and I like, and I hide it. I do my best. She was telling girls that like, if you have a flaw, you have to hide it. You have to make, you have to make, um, women think that you're perfect when you're not. What the fuck is that? And with that, that also brings, ah, we want to move on, but remember we were talking about this before. Because I'm like, we can't let this conversation get away from us. Like, we were talking about how uh, top model, someone said on Twitter that top model definitely impacted their self-confidence as a kid. And then we were talking earlier about our younger selves and Tyra talking about hiding. I feel like it's full circle because it's like, yeah, I definitely consumed a lot of those beauty standards. And like Heron, somebody I looked up to, like Tyra Banks say, oh, no, baby. If you if you got big feet, you better squeeze them feet in a size eight. And yeah. That, yeah, like I just got over. Yeah, you can't I just, do that. Exactly, because I, I literally, I just was watching, well, actually, wait. Yeah, I just was watching the episode like that, um, where they had to walk in shoes that was too small. Why? First of all, um, uh, everybody knows generally models are tall. Why the fuck do y'all have seven and a half shoes? Why are y'all supplying these girls with shoes that are seven and a half? I'm five three. I don't even wear seven and a half. Why are y'all Get doing them that? Damn sh- their, their damn size and like you know like glorifying and romanticizing pain and struggling. So many women believe that, okay, it's no way I could be comfortable and beautiful. And that's just like, I don't think it's a sacrifice. Like, yeah, your corset might, you know, mess with your breathing to make them titties sit up the right way to keep that stomach flat. But to the point where you literally are just like completely uncomfortable, you can't even operate. That should not be happening. It should not be normalized. And that that's what we all were kind of living up to. So I just feel like, yeah, you don't have to be a model. And maybe at in sixth grade, I shouldn't have been consuming like America's Next Top Model. Like I yeah, will be, I'll be there. But they knew who their demographic was. It wasn't did. a grown ass woman. I know because they were like Tyra was like I wore. A, she said I was wearing a size seven and a half shoes. I wear a size ten. Why the fuck are you wearing a size seven and a half? <laughs> Her feet probably look like fucking chicken feet, chicken claws. Um, no, Sabrina, what was we laughing at when she's like, one time I had to get my hair in a weave, oh, then I had to get <laughs> dreadlocks. She had dreadlocks, weave, a perm, all on the same day. You lying ass bitch. Like, and you know what? You just you don't deserve to have one strand of hair if you did all that. You if don't you deserve the... it. Yeah, I mean that's probably why she her hair like she didn't have a lot a long hair until like re- up until recently. Exactly, because um, you was letting the white people do whatever they wanted to your hair. I'm like all this stuff is just not. It's crazy because she really the thing is she started she started progressively to to change, but. She definitely. This was still really bad. Also, I'm sorry. I know we gotta move on. But one (laughs) more thing, she put. I don't know if y'all remember. She put Ziamara. She made her to be Grace Jones. She had to literally, y'all. Miss Mr. J put her in head to toe blackface. Literally, her feet were um spray painted (laughs) like literally head to toe blackface. Not black feet. 
and when I was younger, I thought, oh, she don't want to be dark skin, like, oh, she be in this and the third. But looking back at it, she's like, I'm she's like, Grace Jones is 40 times darker than me. Um, and she was uncomfortable. And Tara was like, I was a little upset because she um, you know, didn't want to do it. Um, she said, um, she probably wanted to be somebody a little bit more glamorous, but Grace, Grace Jones is beautiful. She's an icon or whatever. And I was offended. She should be, um, like grateful that I chose her to be Grace Jones. No, like, baby. You missed the mark. You missed the mark. Not her. She didn't want to do it because she literally <laughs> is, who wants to be a fucking head to toe blackface? Yeah, she was actually, her gut was telling her, don't do it. And she, and her gut was right. And then Tyra was like, how dare you disrespect a black woman? It's like, no, it's you. She oh, really is. We could go on forever. <laughs> Honestly, I could When I definitely... tell you, when I tell y'all, I have, I wrote, because, like, I really want to, I don't know what I'm going to do, um, because I could, like, you know, do a podcast thing, like, if, like, you know, obviously you wanted to do with me, I would, like, talk about it. Um, but I wrote a whole, just from the, I watched a few episodes in season three, and I started, I wrote, I have a whole notes page like on just the questionable things that happen <laughs> questionable oh, is the word very questionable <laughs> very questionable <laughs> no well i definitely am enjoying the rewatch those makeover episodes are the funniest like for real <laughs> don't even go on the show if you don't want to cut your hair don't exactly like i don't understand why people yeah. like do because i know the type of person i am and like certain stuff that i don't want to do but also i'm at the point where since i wear wigs and i know wigs first of all when people cried about their getting their haircut it was funny because half the time they didn't even wear their haircut out for photo shoots yeah <laughs> i look like a boy i'm like you like a fucking model okay that's what you look like Oh, one more, one, one more thing. <laughs> this girl was crying because she was, she, Tyra gave her this eight, this, uh, she's 18 years old. Tyra gave her this like blonde haircut. It kind of made her look older. And she's like, I look like a boy. And Tyra says to her, it's a little bit, um, Oliver Twist, but Ooh! you know, you look, <laughs> you can work it or something like that. She said, you know what? Like, Why the fuck would you say? Hey, if somebody told me I like Oliver Twist, I would walk right into traffic. Because first of all, <laughs> who the fuck want to look like that little boy? <laughs> She's like, crying to her and saying, I look like a little boy. Tara says, it's a little Oliver Twist. Yeah. You gave me the haircut. You like, <laughs> so did you want to fuck me up like that? I feel like Tyra Banks is shady in the same way that like Brandy is. Like you can really get it mixed up and think she's sweet or unintentioned. And like, you know, Naomi Campbell's the mean one. And then you listen and it's like, she's absolutely shady. <laughs> and said I can't prove that it's on purpose, but I know that it is. Like I she know really it's on purpose. It's a not Oliver bit. Twist. <laughs> and she started crying harder. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. Not Oliver Twist. Uh, like who wants to fucking look that way? <laughs> Especially when other bitches got like bump, like these long weaves. Ugh. Dumb, but sick top model to be continued because as you can see this is just too funny to watch um <laughs> uh and also let us know if that's something you would want to hear because yes please like, please let us know because i have notes i'm ready to go <laughs> i'm ready to go all we need to do is book eric for some more time period um so willow smith has officially entered her pump her pop punk era 
All right. She dropped a new okay. track called Transparent Soul, and it features uh, Travis Barker um, on the drums. And she looks amazing. She sounds amazing. As soon as I turned it on, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be listening to this for the rest of the evening. Like, as <laughs> soon as we get off of this. And it's just like, thank you. Thank you for giving us that. I don't want to compare her to other people as if she just did a copy and paste because I actually think she did this well, but it's given like Paramore, like Fallout Boy. I think Boy. it definitely gives definitely a Paramore. Yeah, it's given Paramore, and it's just like that's what the old music is there for. It's meant for you to build off of it and just kind of make it your own. And we don't, we should have been had black people doing this uh, on a large scale because I'm sure they were. I just didn't see them, you know. Yeah. It's because it's, it's another group out that's um, doing that. Um, but I just love her look. Like, also, I love when people do, like, um, like I guess, like, rock and roll stuff. <laughs> rock and roll stuff with, like, braids. I love that so much because as a yeah, kid, same. I would have loved it. I would have loved it. I would have loved it. Yes, a lot of themes about our inner child in this episode, but um, I'm reading this Rolling Stone article. It says, Smith calls out the fakes and the liars. She's known <laughs> with snaring confidence. I knew a boy just like you. He's a snake just like you. Such a fake just like you. But I can see the truth. Um, <laughs> I love that because like so many people are like taking this so seriously, but I just think it's so, it's, it's a, it's just, just make me giggle. Yeah, but I when Taylor Swift said haters... Like- you. <laughs> How was she, Sabrina? I know a boy just like you. <laughs> a girl just like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like it's mandatory to talk in that cadence if you're going to do rock in any way. Well, um, pop punk, definitely. Her, uh, whatever y'all's music is. I don't really, <laughs> I just be dabbling. I don't know that shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just here for the ride. Like Paramore, like they spit out some songs, I listen, and then I go back to my music. <laughs> um, but she said that the the, uh, <laughs> the song was inspired by a quote she read from a Hindu guru. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, she lying. <laughs> you ever she said, that, <laughs> you ever seen that that Drewski video? He's like, so you're a liar. And that's what <laughs> She says, sorry, y'all. These motorbikes are so... Not motorbikes. Uh, dirt bikes. Um, it is said that a saintly person is so pure that he or she, like a spotless mirror. When we come in the presence of such a mirror, like soul, we can see both the beauty and ugliness for inner Girl, life. Girl, just sing your song. <laughs> she says, I read that quote and it really spoke to me. And that's kind of that's how I got the idea for the song. Just she just did while she, she was doodling. And... <laughs> She was just doodling, and she was like, hmm, 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 and she just went from there. Like it's oh, I don't know why niggas can't pretend like they just created a song because they was bored. Like you don't have to always be going through something or have this awakening. But I love it. I love that Willow Smith is such a character, and she never breaks character. So funny. That's hilarious. She says she got that from uh something deeper that we could even understand. Lying. <laughs> So Beyonce, y'all, she posted and she was talking to me, I mean us, on Instagram. So Beyonce was celebrating Lemonade's legacy. Lemonade turned five years old recently. Uh, Happy Beyonce, birthday to you. Sorry, I was uh, real crusty. It's all right. 
It's totally fine. But <laughs> in her caption, Beyonce said, I'm grateful that this body of work has resonated so deeply with so many people. I'm so thankful for all the beautiful souls involved in making one of my favorite pieces of art as I celebrate five years of Lemony. I encourage everyone to continue healing, loving, forgiving, and uplifting. Hope you find joy today. Which was kind. Um, and yes, <laughs> Lemonade is definitely that body of work that I feel like I turn to and I listen because it is, it's like a whole process. It's like that whole process of like just, you know, being angry and then being sad and then at peace. It's, it is a healing experience. And mm-hmm. she was just so fucking raw and honest. I never forget the first time when we were watching Lemonade at your place. And she said, you try that shit again, you're going to lose your wife. And we looked at each other mouth wide open because we realized exactly what she was talking about. You know, that's still on... My DVR. As it should be. Never delete it. <laughs> you have no reason to delete that. I know, right? And the crazy thing is, like, I bored it, but it's still on DVR. <laughs> Again, I don't question any of those decisions. Like, I feel like sure. I get it. And I just remember us sitting there, and, was, and we was like, wait a minute. Did she just say... And then that's when, uh, like, it's just, it's becoming very clear that she, what she's saying. But it was, it was such an experience. And again, if we're going to think about, like, time, we're going to always remember that. Like, what Beyonce did to the industry and how innovative she was. Lemonade was just amazing. Mm-hmm. It was very beautiful. I couldn't, I cannot believe, it. I'm not another one. Like, I can't believe she had did it. Like, Girl, how, you have done it again. Constantly how, raising the bar. I really do feel like Beyonce, her brain is very big with ideas. Like, um, there are times where I'm just like, how is she going to outdo this? How is she going to outdo that? But I feel like in my heart of all hearts, she doesn't question how she's going to outdo herself. Yeah, I think we literally was having that conversation. Like, um, before that came out, we were saying, like, how is she going to top um, uh, self-titled? self-titled. Yep, and then we're like, how's she gonna self? How's she gonna like you know beat Lemonade? Here comes Homecoming. How's she gonna be Homecoming? Here comes the fucking Lion King visual album. So again, I just feel like I'm so confident in her ability because that's what happens when you when you allow yourself to grow and your work is authentic to where you are. Like she said in Homecoming, I'm not even interested in being who I was because I'm a whole nother woman right now. Yeah. So, and I've been trying to think about that for myself. Like, don't who gives a fuck who you were, how you lost weight the first time, how you got a job out of college. Like, you're not that girl. You're not that woman. It's not that world. So you'll always be innovative as long as you like reflect um, and have like a growth mindset, I feel like. And I just think Beyonce just shows that everything she does. Like, I just makes my heart so big, so big. Such an inspiration. What a queen. We love you, Beyonce. We love you. Mm. Listen, we know you listening. We know you listening. Sabrina. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not meow meow. If she was listening, how were we going to explain that? She was like, get the fuck off that mic. She like, here we go with that weird shit. I was just about to like, you know. <laughs> she was about to like send us an Ivy Park box and you did that. She crossed her names off. <laughs> She took a big red pen and was like, you know what? I'm like, I love you, meow, meow. She's like, ah, one thing I don't want to align with is no weird bitches. I'm like, rightfully so. I get it. 
so let's talk about this fucking creepazoid, Blueface. <laughs> I'm looking at this it's picture so, of him. He's he's dirty. He's somebody dirty. who has he like I'm looking at this picture and like listen, no shade to people and how they look. I'm just gonna start there. But um, too late. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say some things. It's very close up picture of him, and he looks like he has never tasted water before. <laughs> he like, do. His, he his really eyes do. is yellow. <laughs> and, like, you know, his eyes are like tannish, <laughs> off-white. He's got all these specks on his face. And I'm just and he got this real thin mustache. There's things that people who like like grown men who sleep on the top bunk have. And I'm just like, <laughs> why do you look like this? Because you're spending your money on bunk beds for, for all these women versus going to like drink some spring water or exactly you know, get a face wash or something like and that. And you know what's crazy? This is how men always mess up themselves. When Blueface first came out, I thought he was handsome. I wasn't like, ooh. But I was like, oh, he a cute little boy. Like, and you know, like his music, I'm like, I at first I thought it was funny because he was rapping off beat. Like, he's hella was rapping off beat. So I'm like, oh, I like that. Um, but then when we got to know him, yeah, no. He definitely he got weird. He, he, he got, got weird. weird. He got ugly as hell. Like too much drama is following him. Like, okay, we got Roddy Rich. He dropped the box. And correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I haven't heard anything from that man. Like since he dropped his music and his shit was popping and he just lives his life off the grid. Blueface, yeah, I don't we have anything. seen people with knobs in his house, you know, by his mom's situation, his sister. He be, he didn't got banned from Instagram. And <laughs> this is just exactly why everyone doesn't deserve money. Like, I'm sorry. I hate I it. I hate it so much. It's so ugly. It's so nasty. It's so dirty to me. I don't even think we told you guys what he did. Did we even mention no, it? No, I, I, I did okay, cool. I just started to like hurl in insults. But so pretty much Blueface uh, is trending <laughs> because a viral video shows women who appear to be sleeping in bunk beds um, and getting tattoos. So it's like a picture of walking into Blueface's house. I know scary. But then you see all these bunk beds and rooms like he live in a fucking summer camp. And then he got girls in there talking about something. All right, you ready to get your tattoo? Um, and he says, get tattoos or go home. So it, from that vibe, it looks like he has all these women there that he's not holding captive, but he's absolutely exploiting uh, for whatever sick thing he gets from it. And I'm like, damn, that bus, that Tatiana money really running that long to the point where he's up there just taking care of girls yeah but i don't know if he he write for people or something but the crazy thing is people people are sick so there he are can't people. write for his damn self so i don't understand True. how he would write be writing for somebody else but you really would be surprised um you would be you would be but i just i don't yeah, understand you no know, i get it um also he um is sick because he get a lot of streams on stuff this is why, this is what people say, like, this is why people say we hate men. Because it's just, I know it's a bunch of, other, like, it's the, the, um, the population of dirty, dumb, dusty N-words <laughs> is, is a vast majority. I guess, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It's very, it's a lot of them. Um, we are almost outnumbered, I fear. Um, and that's like how... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Why did I sound like a press call for like you, the president, addressing like the country about like an alien invasion? You said we're outnumbered. I fear. I'm like, damn. 
That's that's really how I feel. Like, because, like, the fact that, like, you know, 6ix9ine got all these views and streams because I found out that when people watch videos and stuff, that counts as streaming. So people watching his music videos and stuff, that counts as streaming and that's income. So, yeah, right. So y'all know what we got to do. Um, I don't actually don't know, but he did say, he did say, we don't, he said that there's a three week series because people started comparing him to R. Kelly and saying that he was running a cult. Um, still don't know if that's the truth or not, but he says, uh, for those who are curious, my show was a three week series. I moved women in from all over the U S fly them out to Kali, put them under one roof. I own two homes. I don't stay there. I take care of all their financial needs while they are here. I promote their brands, ETC. We film all day. Tune in. We don't tolerate any sexual conduct between men and women. So the women do tend to grow interest in each other because of this, but they are adults at the end of the day. It's only so much I can control. So what, control what they do with each other is part of the show. Subscribe right now to see more. And I also would like to say that I deserve an award for reading that because it have not one fucking punctuation in it. <laughs> Me tweeting. Um, what was I about to say? First of all, why is he... What gives him the right? What? Why does he have... So he has a show on OnlyFans called Blue Face Girls. Um, one, um, I'm thinking about how are these funds distributed exactly because like, like, are you just making money off these girls and then f- paying them and like rice krispie treats and other snacks because nobody exactly wants that shit. because the girl like it was so sad one of the girls like released a statement and was saying like he took us to walmart he um oh and he like did all this stuff for and i just was like this is so sad big spender and yeah like, it is sad because she don't know she just don't understand that he it's is so, absolutely exploiting y'all. Exactly, because like, why do you have a show on OnlyFans? And also, like, you have to pay money. Like, when you get money from OnlyFans, you gotta pay taxes. So he gotta take money out for that for the taxes. And then, so it's like when all this. And also, who is like really subscribing to this? Um, it's some sick people in this world. So I don't doubt that it's like you know. Yeah, but if your target audience is sick people, you still not doing that well because it's a lot of them, but it ain't as many as I hope sane people. You know, <laughs> so it's like you're not this. This show is going to be successful by whose standards? I don't know because you know what niggas love to consume shit like this for whatever reason but I just I, no, he, I don't believe him let me just start there that he's being appropriate I'm sorry I look at this man's eyes and I see I don't believe it either. I don't believe it I think it's weird I think he's weird he really should have been in the second place but I didn't even intend to spend this much time I just didn't notice this picture and it looked like he's looking at me and I'm like <laughs> no you're not looking at nobody with them beige eyes like are you kidding me like this I mean I'm sorry he could have health issues or whatever the case but this man just looks like he don't care and i really hope these girls find like a clue or something and then that way they don't have to be under his wing the real sunken place uh candidate and winner is caitlin jenner (laughs) congrats queen congrats sis so why did caitlin decide to run for the governor uh she launches a campaign um and it's just like no, okay? No one once has thought, you know who could really fucking save us? Like, in California, <laughs> no one was like, you know who could really, really just change everything, how expensive her? Caitlyn Caitlyn Jenner. 
Caitlyn Jenner would get it. I see myself and Kate. No, Caitlyn Jenner has proven to go against any and everyone <laughs> that you think that she would support. Even her own community. Even her own community. And like the fact that now she's trying to present herself to be like bi bipartisan, like uh, or nonpartisan. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't uh just because I have been Republican and supported Donald Trump in the past, I I'm willing to talk to anybody. But talking, what are you talking? I can talk to anybody too, but what do that mean? Caitlin, what are you going to talk about? I feel like Caitlin was born on the Kardashians. You're damn sure not going to be that enthusiastic of a, a governor. And I just want to say, like, celebrities are not qualified. I'm going to say 95% of the time to run for public office. They are not qualified. They don't yeah, live like the same did. life as the people, especially in a place like California that's so diverse. Like you really can't have somebody that's just spent most of their life in like Calabasas. Okay. You really need people who are in the street, in the trenches and talking to community leaders. And I feel like people just want to skip over that step. And that's why our leadership is just so trash. It's no foundation. Hardly do people who actually know communities or states or neighborhoods even ever get to public office. Exactly. Like, if you're a celebrity and you want to do something else, how about you, like, host a show on a Food Network or something like that? Like, I could see something. <laughs> like, like do something that is not going to... Or open your purse. Place. Yeah, open or open your purse. Open your purse. That's the best thing you can do. Like, I feel like they get high on the attention and yes. the, um, just, like, the spotlight and all that stuff like that. And they're like, oh, I can do this. I can... It's, it's easy. It's just, like, me going to, um, to Jimmy Fallon and doing an interview. It's not like that. No, it's, it's not really, like really that. Not. And no other, like no other country, has that problem having to keep celebrities like stay in a celebrity place. And also, no other profession can you do that. Like I can't be like I want to be a graphic designer. I think I have the vision to do it. No, my whole experience is, has been in accounting. They would be like, but no, you need seventeen is, years. It, true, but you could do it on your own, and maybe something like a doctor. Like you can't just up and say, "Oh, I want to be a doctor right now." And even, but realistically speaking, right now, and if I went and I applied for a graphic designer job, and I went into the interview, and they said, "Do you have any graphic design experience?" Yeah, oh, if I true, said true. no, but I have a burning desire to like just get into <laughs> Adobe and fuck shit up, they yeah. would be like, "Sis, if you don't take your happy ass down into Canva and, and do it yourself for some clients, but no, I'm not going to hire you for a prestigious company." I feel like the United States should be that prestigious company or Calif like the positions in in California and stuff like that. That should be like a a, a Fortune 500 company job, and you should actually have some experience to be able to do it. Yeah, no, true. Like I don't get that. Like, yeah, that's so true. Like it's so many because like right now I'm like looking for like you know, um, something in the meantime in between or whatever, and I'm having such a hard time looking for jobs because the experience part, and I'm like, but somebody can run for fucking governor, like who was like you are an olympian you are olympian and a reality tv star show i mean a, a, a reality tv um you know personality and now you want to be a politician what exactly exactly the thing Ugh. is it would have made more sense if she went from olympian to politician maybe i feel like maybe that would have made a little more sense but once you want reality tv I feel like, like um, Young Nudie said, look what money make a bitch do. I feel like, yeah! 
Or I feel Sorry. like <laughs> I feel Didn't like expect it. <laughs> I feel like reality TV make people do very strange stuff for money. It does. It makes it you really does. It, it makes you behave very strangely. I think they start and you're at life, like life, like a reality TV show. Exactly. To be honest, I think and life is all a game. It's all about the entertainment and cameras. And I'm like, we've created some monsters. Like we have <laughs> created also, monsters. I feel like a reality TV returns you into a liar because, like, some of the stuff is um, sorry to come back to it. Top model again, balls deep in the, the top model wiki page that they. Um, would pick the worst pictures for some girls just to further storylines. Yeah, and it's so clear that they do that because I'm like, all right now, I know that y'all didn't have to pick the one with her eyes closed. Like, you just <laughs> decided to do that. Like, you really did just want to do that, just to stir the pot. And it's your show, so you can do that, but don't <laughs> think we don't know what's happening. Very uh, But yeah, child, I just, I said, but yeah, child, uh, back to Caitlyn. Hang it up, flash screen. No, seriously. Like, what are your what are your stances like on anything? <laughs> well, apparently she's uh gonna she's gonna uh 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 bring that out soon. But no, bring she it said, out now. Yeah, and I'm like, why announce what you're gonna do without having it? Like, can you put the plans down first? Like, I feel like the same day you filed that damn paperwork, you should have had a deck like outlining exactly what you were going to do. Uh, but I thought it was funny that she said that she's much more progressive, but on the economically conservative side. How? How can you be both? I'm sorry, you cannot be economically conservative and progressive because the one thing this company needs to do is give more money to the people in the communities who need it. Anybody who wants to be economically conservative is just not getting it. Like, you we mean- need more money. Yeah, I was about to say, you, when you say that, I feel like you are saying, you might as well say, you niggas can die. I yeah. don't give a fuck. And also, it's just like, I can, can you picture if Caitlyn Jenner was just, like, in charge of California's budget? I feel Hell like it would be like, what we need to do is give, like, the armed forces the most amount of money, take away from the schools, take away <laughs> from the nonprofits and the arts, um... None for the none for the sports, like none for those things. Like we need to really, really just like raise everyone's taxes. Like that's what that's what economically conservative means to me because I just don't understand how we can penny pinch anymore with the people who need it the most. And that's why crime is outstanding in every yep. major city right now because people are going the fuck through it. They're losing their minds, and I'm like two steps behind them. So I'm just like, no. Uh no, you cannot be more progressive and economically conservative. What y'all need to do, because we have enough money being put out now, start taking from some niggas and giving to others. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to happen. But yeah. you will be taken probably from your friends. So that yep. would be that would be awkward, I guess, at dinner parties and stuff. Mm. <sighs> Common census. Let's get into that. Let's All right. Go. So this week's common census is brought to us by our friend Muhammad. We appreciate you. Thank uh, you. Accepting that your ideal partner may be different from what you expected. So that's a real one. I think we all had to come to grips with that moment of like, oh, wow. So maybe it's not possible to meet a billionaire with um, who's <laughs> over 6'5", tattooed, um, who lives from, who's from New Zealand. Like, maybe that's not possible. <laughs> maybe I should get more realistic. 
So we just decided to like kind of walk through that with you guys. We got a few questions, of course, to guide our conversation. So um, let's go through the evolution of our types. Like what, what was your type growing up? So when I was younger, I was very unhinged and I like loved like rock music and stuff and I didn't know any better. And like I loved I was obsessed with like Sid and Nancy and stuff like that. So I really wanted somebody who was um very emotional and self-destructive. Uh, and also, I remember I'll never forget this when I was in high school, I was like in some I don't, I don't know if you were in it too, Iman, but it was like some girls group thing that I was mm-hmm. in and we were talking about boys and I said that I like boys with low self-esteem um, <laughs> because, because so Damn. I was saying I like boys with low self-esteem because, because I basically, because I felt like if they have low self-esteem that they have no choice, but, <laughs> but to love me. <laughs> Damn, that's sad as shit. Like, why would you admit that? I don't know. Yikes. But you know what? It was the truth. Because I remember you said it to me, too. So, you at least be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's one thing about me. I'm going to be honest. Even (laughs) even if it's it's embarrassing. (laughs) Even if it's embarrassing. So, yeah. I I said that. Um, And I... And also, my boyfriend at the time did have low (laughs) self-esteem. And... (laughs) And I loved him very much. Um, but yeah, I like that. Like, basically, people that were just like, I was like very, I was romanticized in like self-destruction and like just somebody depending on me, needing, like leaning on me. And basically, so I can have like, I guess some sort of like control and they would never leave me because I myself didn't have, um, I mean, I don't think, first of all, I always been somebody that, I've never been a follower, so I can't say my... I think my confidence was low. It wasn't low self-esteem. Because I've always been, like, somebody that been like, whoa, down, look right. Like, you could never peer pressure me, anything, like, something like that. So I don't want to say I had low self-esteem. I right. feel like my confidence was, like, down. Not where it need, Just It's just, again, we were consuming so much bullshit that you start to make opinions based on stuff that doesn't necessarily, like... Makes sense, you know? Yeah. And I was a teen, but it's still some grown-ass women that be thinking like Period. That. <laughs> definitely. How about definitely. you, Iman? So, I had a few types. Uh, huh. I really liked that, like, that bird businessman. Kind of so do. But when it was different <laughs> when I was a kid. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, I want, like, suit and tie type of man. Uh, loved me a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> seriously, it was a problem. Like, I really would like romanticize like dating drug dealers and stuff like that um <laughs> just getting out of that phase uh, yeah ball, i was about to say uh <laughs> one foot in one foot out <laughs> it's hard it's uh, i will get into why that i mean i feel like with the drug dealers it was definitely something familiar like you grow up around enough drug dealers and it's something really dangerous about them i guess the drugs <laughs> and is you just start feeling like, oh my God, like if I could get that person to be soft, like I'm the 
I'm just like the representation of femininity. So it was very like self-serving. And that's why I was a child for the most part when I had those thoughts. But yeah, it's just, and also like, it also is a little bit of understanding of understanding what people go through to lead them to their decisions. Like, Mm -hmm. so I can feel for them. And also like sometimes drug dealers just be having more personality or like like you period. You feel more protected also. You feel protected. It feels familiar again because of like where I'm from. Like, I don't think people really understand where I'm from. So it was just like to really have people who get it. Cause sometimes I do feel like too hood for people from the suburbs and stuff. So the drug dealers or hood niggas definitely, I saw, I, I felt like I related to them more. Also, and, they be making you feel like you very different. You very special. <laughs> and I am. And I am. Like, I'm just they be like, you're so smart. Like you said, so... like, oh, you a good girl. They be calling you by your college name and stuff. That what's up, Westchester? I'm like, hey, like that used to happen. Like niggas would call me by my college name, and I just, I swore I was just like in a movie, and I wasn't. I'm just very lucky. Uh, ball players, I used to love me a basketball player from the time I was in like elementary school. I never necessarily wanted to marry somebody who's like in the NBA, but I always saw myself being with like somebody who uh, grew up and was like. Yeah. A coach or something like that. And finally, artists. I used to love me some artsy, artsy. I guess the, now people are like, well, who do you like? And exactly, <laughs> that is the point. But like artists and stuff, I would really, really like them until I realized some things. I just felt like, oh my God, like we can't open each other's minds up and all those things. But then you start to just realize most of them just sleep on couches. And that changes a lot of things. Like it just does. Um. So what did you used to do when you met someone who wasn't your type? Um, well, I think I still do this. I would get um I would get angry and sad. <laughs> Not angry. <laughs> angry. Yeah, I would get angry and very sad. I'm like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> but, yeah, I would I would get scared too. I would just be like, why me? Like, why me? I would just go into a spiral. I'd be like, why can't I ever get what I want? Like, I would yep. just be yes. like, I'd be thinking that. I'm like, why I never get my type, the one for me that I want. I'd be feeling like that little spoiled ass girl from Willy Wonka in the, cho- the chocolate factory. She's like, daddy, I want, I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how I feel too, Sabria, for the most part. I ain't even gonna lie. And I start thinking, <laughs> I start imagining what our life would be together, and I start getting sick. Say, uh, oh, oh my God. Real sad. Oh I'd be like, oh no. Oh my, oh, my days. days. <laughs> oh my, oh my days. I'd be picturing me like looking real haggard, like walking around and like Walmart <laughs> with, with this nigga with a stretched out <laughs> scoop neck shirt. And I, we swipe our debit card, and it's like, sorry, you guys don't have the money. I'm like, we need some fucking Similac, Joe. <laughs> like, our life just be terrible. I've, terrible. I've definitely, I've definitely felt it. And I feel trapped as if I can't get out of it without hurting their feelings or getting killed. Because, like, honestly, rejecting men is still scary sometimes. It um, is. So it's just like, oh, my God, how do I get out of this? That's, how, that's what I used to think, like right off the bat when somebody wasn't my type. And guess what? I still don't think you should date people <laughs> who aren't your type. Like if you really think about a future together, you get sad. I feel like that's a huge red flag. Yeah, because like um, I'm, I'm trying not to jump to the next question, yeah. but I just like I definitely feel that because like I be weighing my options like with 
because the 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 um subject at hand is what do you feel if, if the person is not like your ideal person like for instance for me um it's very important for me to feel like i am protected so if somebody is not a if somebody is like don't know how to handle confrontation or somebody um for lack of better words is a bitch um <laughs> i can't because I'm I not a bitch. Can't. Yeah, because I'm not. Uh, exactly. So, like, if, like, you know, if my partner, you know, if, if something happens, push, gonna shove, they get their ass beat or, like, they um don't stand, like, because that's, like, been, that's something that happened to me, like, in a past relationship. I feel like my partner did not stand up for me when I felt uncomfortable, and that really made me feel, like, it made me feel, like, nasty, like, oh, God. Like, I'm not... <laughs> Like what, Sabrina? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like this is so humiliating, it's so embarrassing. Like it so is embarrassing. embarrassing. It is because you're just like wow. Like you really don't value me over everything. And yeah. again, I, it's not like you, somebody who just like screams for the sake of screaming. Like if I'm making noise, it's because I'm uncomfortable or I don't like something. And I feel like you should like listen or something like that. Like I just feel like you should listen. So. I uh no, I totally get that. I feel like when I think about somebody when when people weren't my type back then, it would just flash before my eyes what my life could look like. And honestly, that's why I don't get into relationships often because I just can't do it. Like I cannot talk to somebody and pretend to like I don't want to settle. Like I have high expectations yeah. for myself my partner and who you date especially when you're like our age late 20s and stuff that definitely snowballs into you know who you could be having a family with and if somebody makes you sad now listen to your gut like like come on like if somebody makes you sad now imagine holding your hand like as you like push like that doesn't sound fun to me i would be like get the like, i feel like rage in my heart when I think of people I don't want to be near like I don't want to see you therefore why would I continue to be intimate and grow and connect like that just doesn't make any sense like you have to be honest and I think this is when I start realizing to just trust my gut when I found out that somebody wasn't my type like don't wait for any don't wait a second longer just understand like that's not the one for you Mm -hmm. Um, but with that being said, we did go overboard a little bit. I think that sometimes when we were picturing our ideal person, like that's your first mistake. People aren't on earth to fit your ideologies. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's the first mistake. And that's when we started to, it started to unravel for both of us. And around the same time, I'm so happy we <laughs> develop like these and learn these things at the same time, maybe because we're talking each other through it. But uh, when was when was your reality check when you realized people weren't on earth for you? Uh, my reality check probably happened, um, I would say, in 2019 when the, uh, the um, you know, the the great heartbreak happened, but I feel like it wasn't even heartbreak because it was other stuff happening with me. But anyway, right. I feel like that really snapped in things into perception for me. Like, oh, snap, people are not, like, here to, like, fit my mold. Also, another thing you have to think about, just because somebody on paper might look like your type, once huh. you talk to them, they might not be, you know? That's because, the one. For instance, like, um, I always tell the story how I went on a date with this guy who... For years, I used to see him on OK Cupid. I used to see him on Tinder. I used to see him on, I, I don't think Bumble was out at the time, but I used to see him on like dating apps. And I was like, I want him. 
I wanted him. And we didn't match. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But then one day, we actually matched. And I was like, I finally got to talk to him. I got his number. When I tell y'all this nigga was my type, he's an artist. He had, like, that kick hoodie look. Like, he just was, oh, my gosh. So we go on a date. He invites me out. Um, and, you know, he um, had me split the bill. And I was, um, this is when I used to drink, and I was drunk at the time. He had me walk home by myself mm. at night, drunk. He um, he left me in the middle of us walking to get on the bus because he didn't want to miss his bus. Um, it was just terrible. So I was totally turned off instantly. I stopped talking to him, and he, like, was like, hey, like, I'm sorry. Like, um, like trying to get me to talk to him again, and I just was over it. And, like, with me, I'm somebody, I'm not going to lie, not to blame my birth chart, but I am an Aries um, with a Taurus rising. So, I <laughs> am very, I get very um, googly eyes over looks. So, Same. I start romanticizing, like, just based on how somebody looks, I start romanticizing, you know, how they are. And you know what? I have to stop doing it. I have stopped doing it actually since, um, because it's funny because I do, I have done that to people, but I get mad when people do that to me and I had to realize what I was doing and I'm like, you gotta stop because just yeah. because somebody is, I guess like, you know, what, what I perceive as attractive, like X, Y, Z, bless me, don't mean that they act how, you know, how, quote, unquote, how I want them that. Also, learning that, um, wait, sorry, what was the question again? It was about your reality check. Oh, like, yeah. When, what was your reality check? Yeah, the a that reality was one part check. of it, that these um, niggas don't even, like, I agree with that completely, Sabria, that these niggas really do not be who you think they are. And I had to learn that lesson, again, with men, with money. Like, I used to always be like, oh, yeah, I want yep. that business. See, then I started to realize, first of all, they are so controlling. Men, like a lot of times, of course, I'm generalizing here. This is mm -hmm. only from my experience. It comes with a trade-off. They be super, super like bossy, super, super out of touch with poverty, which is something I cannot deal with because I come from like North Philly, like, you know what I mean? So to see people who are just that out of touch with what's going on, we don't relate when people come from like the suburbs and stuff like that, they just are so disconnected from what we're going through. So I'm like, oh, hell no. I now I'm starting to realize that that is not going to be the primary driver. I don't got to live like that where men with money just, you know, are, they're just not who you think they are. Even if on paper, they're like, oh, wow. He's just like the perfect guy. They could be Blair Underwood in that, um, <laughs> in that Tyler Perry movie where he was violent. Yeah. Also, another thing. This is so funny. Me meeting my celebrity crush and realizing he was a now this doesn't turn me off, but realizing that he was a fucking nerd. Like everybody, well, not everybody might know, but Iman knows that I like have like the biggest crush on um, Michi Darko from Flatbush Zombies, and we met them um, <laughs> a few years ago on my birthday, and I asked him about his jacket because it said like it's, I think it said like vegan fur free fur and I asked him was this vegan and he like does his thing he's like don't taste vegan and I'm like you're a <laughs> fucking nerd <laughs> like, uh -huh. I'm like 
and the thing is, like, obviously that didn't turn me off. Like, I I, I had liked that because I'm like, I'm like, obviously, like, people, like, say that I'm a nerd too. But I'm like, you're, like, I was so intimidated by him, like, scared, like, or whatever. And I'm like, you're a fucking nerd. Like, so, um, I feel like, um, in, um, overall, I know I'm kind of scatterbrained, but I'm like kind of excited. Um, I feel like getting to, the main thing is you have to get to know people. Um, so I, that was definitely a problem for me, especially because my first, you know, quote unquote adult relationship, I got into it within three days of knowing the person. So I'm somebody that, um, I get excited and instantly want to go. So yeah. and um, it's fun. It's fun to go when something feels good. Like it is. Yeah. So, um, I need to learn to take my time and get to know people and things because the people that you, the, this, this person that you have made up, this ideal person that you might think that, you know, is exactly for you. They might not be one, two, you have to realize that people are flawed so I know for me, it's very, once somebody does something that I do not, I, that like I don't like or I find questionable, I tend to um, want to call it quits or wrap it up. And mm-hmm. that's really not, um, if you really, you know, are feeling somebody, it's not really, um, I feel like, the good thing to do. It's not realistic. Because yeah. also you think you're going to get along all the time. Exactly. Because you have some stuff with you. Like, you're not perfect. So I had to get over that, too. Like, um, but there is a certain, there's certain things that are just non-negotiable. But I feel like um, we all know what's non-negotiable and what's not. You know? Exactly. So, me having my reality check about, like, get over, like, the looks or whatever and get over, like, like the little shit. Like, for instance, yes, it's fun to have a partner that you can send memes to and all that stuff like that. That's fun. People want that. But if somebody don't get a meme that, like, you don't send them, like, that don't mean you got to throw them away. Uh, and literally. I used to be like that. I Same. Used to be like, you oh, grow up, though. Yeah, you grow Like, that is such, like, little shit. Like, I just be like, oh, over it. Or if they don't laugh at me all the time, like, when I say something, I'm like, uh, over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. also, you have to get to, I feel like, um, for instance, with um, Iman and I, like, we have learned, we have, like, we have shared humor because we have been around each other for so long. So, like, a lot. Uh, since we were kids. Since we were kids. So, like, a bunch yeah, of. Yeah, that same expectation on other people sometimes. And it's like, yeah. that's not really realistic. It's not. And I like some of, like, for instance, because humor is a big thing to me because I love to laugh. I'm a clown. Um, a lot of our, um, like, jokes and stuff have to do with, like, insiders. The fact that we spend a lot of time together, we always talking to each other. The fact that we have known each other since we were kids. So a lot of that stuff has to come into part. And I feel like you can, um, you can grow. Um, that, that's kind of, that's stuff that can grow, you know? I feel like um but yeah what's about um your I feel the same time? way I felt like literally your ending point is where I'm gonna begin like um I think one time we were talking about this while we we're coming home from the podcast but like life is not a script you know like when you say one thing somebody else has to say the next and I realized that a lot of times I had plans for how I wanted things to go before they even like started. yes like, same you know same. I, I was like if I ask him this, he got to ask me that. And it's just like, how authentic is my communication? And I always have been saying for a very long time, I'm not on earth for consumption. And then 
again, as you evolve with your thoughts and stuff, you start realizing, well, wait, nobody's on earth for my consumption either. Like you accept people for who they are or you leave them alone. And like the last situation I had, a God person told me that like, listen, I'm willing to accept you for everything that you are. And that's because it's unrealistic to expect you to change. Like, don't you just want to be free and like be yourself around somebody? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, and it just kind of made me think like, this is what it means to really accept people for who they are to say, you know, as long as there's nothing like, oh yeah, he's skinning like animals in his room <laughs> or anything like like anything weird like that but otherwise i think it's perfectly fine to say like he likes boats and i don't give a fuck about them and that's fine that does have nothing to do with our connection and how we can like show up and support each other also started to get a reality check when my girlfriend started telling me to unpack certain attachment styles like why do you feel like danger and high passion and like somewhat toxic things are good and i'm like i feel like that because they're familiar and then you start to see how your subconscious will literally have you doing the same thing you hated from uh, relation relationships growing up. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's why it's so terrible when people don't have any positive examples. Because you could do your best to go away from it and still have that be a reality because it just seeps in. It just seeps in. So I started learning that I need to check my attachment style and I need to, if there's something that I'm doing that I know doesn't make sense, take so spend some time with it. Like unpack it. And I start realizing that a lot of these guys I was interested in definitely serve some purpose like purpose for myself Mm -hmm. um and also i got told off by somebody like i really used to be getting checked like when i would just try to make people to be my ex you know perfect people like again last person i was with was just like who the fuck do you think you are you know and sometimes somebody like me needs that respectfully because (laughs) like i will just think that i'm right so it's like it's great to when you can actually learn something from somebody about yourself it's like that means to me that dating you wasn't useless because now i walk away feeling like i'm a better partner for the next person yeah like, and it I wasn't a waste i it feel the same, same way except for with me if somebody give me an inch i will take a mile like yeah. i will <laughs> and i need <laughs> and i need somebody to put set boundaries with me because I will <laughs> definitely walk. I will tap heel, I will tap dance heel toe all over somebody or I will um yeah, I will do that. Um yes, because I don't have no problem speaking like, my mind. For instance, um I'm talking to somebody and I didn't bring my charger. Um, cause I'm like, oh, why would I bring my charger? Because, um, you know, they have, um, an iPhone too, so I can use it. And then he says, uh, I was like, yeah, I can't charge my phone. He's like, where's your charger? I'm like, I don't have it. You have a charger. And he's like, well, how am I going to charge my phone? I was like, you know what? You're that, right. I mean, that is kind of mean. Like, damn, you don't have to charge your phone all day. <laughs> I know, but it made me think because sometimes, especially like me being only child, me being a fire mm-hmm. sign, you know, fire signs, we always be like, me, me, me. But it's just <laughs> like, um, <laughs> sometimes I need to like think about stuff like that. Like, no, I mean, listen, you know, and super, I know you do, you always say this, like you, you will go too far. <laughs> I, I will too, but in another way, like I will tell people so many things that I think. And then as soon as someone tells me what they're thinking, I'm like, that's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> And then like I'll be like, you ever seen that scene where Nikki Parker was taking a long walk and she was walking all these scenes like it was like yeah. Paris in her background to be. That's what I do. Like, I take a long walk and I be contemplating and I'm like, you know what? Points were 
very much so made. Like I, that's why I need to deal with honest people because like, even if I'm just like hurt a little bit at first, I will take a step back and be like, you know what? I see where you come from. Like maybe yeah. calling you an uncle Tom was hurtful. I get it. I want to do it again. I get it. Oh my I get God. it. My bad. Yeah, you definitely go. Like, I feel like the way I go too far, I try to be like, it, like, uh-huh, oh, I did that. Like, I try to be like innocent like that. But I, sometimes I don't realize I do it. And I didn't realize I did it until I, I put my feet on somebody and they'd be like, why would you, like, what would you do if I put my feet on you? And I'm like, I'm so used to literally, like, stomping on people, like, literally and phys- figuratively. <laughs> so, <laughs> I need to reel that back in. Yeah, it's okay. Sometimes you just need, you be, you be out here just being a little too loose. And it's okay, because I have no problem, <laughs> like, checking anybody else. So, it's nice when your reality check actually comes from another person. Yeah, so, I I definitely get it now. I definitely get it. Okay, and our final question: um, What are some things you're more accepting to now, and what are some things that we're that are so non-negotiables? Um, I'm more accepting now to, um, like if I see, um, if I see potential in somebody, and but they are have, have like a little rough around the edges, I'm willing to work around that. Um, cause before I used to be like, whatever, like this person is not like, oh, you not texting me. You not doing this. You not doing that. It's done. It's done. Um, but I feel like I'm being a little bit more understanding, especially because life, excuse me, is putting me through a ringer and realizing that, excuse me, one, everybody was not raised like you. Um, two, sometimes you are put in people's life to show them, um, not to be, corny but like show them how to love and accept it and all that stuff sometimes like that. yeah and sometimes. i hope and I, like y'all gotta know how we are like we don't fucking accept anything so it's no, just like with us saying that that don't mean we give in the past to accept no dumb shit because like you know you gotta have your own boundary in place as far as how much you're willing to accept is exactly. but like you you are going to have to do some development of any person you're with so it's like you might as well just kind of make peace with that yeah exactly so i'm willing i'm willing to work more with people like i'm willing to to um to work more because before i was not willing to work at all um still thing that's I feel like non-negotiable I'm sorry I personally cannot date um in particular a man with children um that Mm. is non-negotiable for me um I know it's hard as I get older but um it's possible um yeah (laughs) so uh (laughs) that's just something like I'm just sorry it's just something that I just can't seem to get over Seriously, seriously, I totally understand that. Um, I am absolutely willing to date somebody with one child max, no child preferred. That's just where I'm at because I do date people who are older than me, and I get that sometimes that they be having kids and stuff like that, or one child again because I I date people older than me. Yeah. Because that's just how it goes. So I'm accepted to that. But I am more uh open to balance in a relationship, whereas before I'm like. I mean, I'm still in the queen. Like, that's just the facts. But I'm not <laughs> I'm not necessarily, like, looking for someone to take care of me in the same way because I realize that I am unable to allow someone to do that. It's 
not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like I need to be with somebody who I can't, I feel like I cannot say, I want you to respect me, my goals, my dreams, like my aspirations, but then you're just taking care of me at some point that's going to put a power dynamic that I don't want. And I don't think that the, like, I just feel like it's damn near impossible for me to get taken care of financially. And then, um, you know, have all this respect. I just don't think it's possible. So I'm more willing right now to be like, listen, I want to be your partner. Like I'm not showing up in here as like your sidekick or your, your wife that you could just boss around. Like I am your partner. So mm -hmm. that's one thing I'm a little bit more open to, which I actually feel like there might be more men out here that would prefer balance because some of the same men who are like, like big on, oh, no, 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 I got to do everything, take care of you. I would strongly advise you to watch that because it usually comes with a trade-off. Um, sometimes. Some men, it's good-hearted people, but just watch it because everybody's not good, you know, good-hearted, mm -hmm. a good-hearted person. Um, and attention. I needed a lot of attention before um, I romanticized it. But now I just realized it's not realistic, especially if you want to date somebody that's ambitious. Um to just sit around and text and talk and have the energy to be around all the time. Like people be having mental health issues. People be having family things. Now with that being said, do I want to be ignored by my partner? Absolutely not. Like no way. It still is going to have to be a healthy amount of communication, but I am more open now to people saying like, Hey, I need some space until tonight because I need that now. It took me to have to get here myself to be mm -hmm. like, Oh, I get it. Things I'm not willing to negotiate with are family structures. There are a lot of people who be trying to oh, introduce that's a good things one, to me one. that I don't want to do. Like I want to be a mother and I want to have a two parent household if possible, if possible. And I want to raise my kids in a way that, you know, there's no homophobia, there's no transphobia, there's no hatred. So I don't compromise when it comes to like how I envision like my family to be like that. I know I got, I agree with right. that one. I hard yeah. agree. That's just how it is. And ambition. Like I can't, you know, at the end of the day, businessmen, drug dealers, ball players, and artists have one thing in common, and that's that they're ambitious. And I just, I'm never going to allow that to be the thing that goes away because I don't do lazy in any way, shape, or form. Like none of my friends are lazy. I'm not a lazy person, so I shouldn't have to accept that. So mm -hmm. those are two of the big non-negotiables I can think of right now. I agree. <sighs> So yeah, that felt good. Nice to uh, reflect as always. Um, we appreciate you guys for joining us. You know, and that's just you know take a moment for gratitude. I am showing gratitude to my damn bed because I'm crawling directly in that joint <laughs> right after this. Like I feel like I'm just gonna fall out the chair and land on my bed. That's what's gonna happen. Um, I am. I want to show gratitude to dun, 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 you, Iman. Whoa. Thank you so much for, you know, constantly helping me, um, especially these, uh, well, this past week, which feels like it's been a month. But thank you so much. No questions oh asked there. Ten toes down. I just have this pain in my heart. That makes me so happy. Thank you. You're welcome. I had such a bad day. Instant, instantly feels better. I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate you too, cause I yeah I feel like we both be battling storms, but be like, but then we send each other a heart emoji in the middle of the battle, like, hey sis, you okay? So now I definitely appreciate it too. We appreciate you guys as we do every week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you guys follow us on the socials. Keep stay connected. Talk to us. We talk back all the time. So yeah. follow me on Instagram at Imamate. Follow me on t- Twitter at It's Mate. And Sabria. And follow me at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. And don't forget to hit up BrianBeauty.com. Use my code Frankenfem for 15% off. You know, my favorite eyeliner, Sabu Liner. Period. Loved it. Loved it so much, y'all. And also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Twitter, BLK Girl Brunch. Hit us up on the emails at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com if you are a small business or something like that. And don't you want to talk about advertisements? Yes, yes, yes. Definitely hit us up. And don't forget to leave reviews because that's yeah. how other people find us. So we appreciate you. You guys be well. Bye. Peace.